Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Uh, Welcome back. Green and Gold Extra, the Aaron Rodgers edition tonight on 1250 AM The Fan. There's Sam Schmitz. My name is Tim Allen. I'd really like I'd like to be talking not only Packers football. I'd like to be talking about uh, Rowdy Telez being the everyday first baseman for the crew here. But uh, with the first couple of weeks canceled, mm, that's going to have to be put on hold. <laughs> in In the meantime, we'll talk some Aaron Rodgers. He will return, but the terms of the contract, or mm, if there is a contract extension, or uh, reconstruction of which uh, that that uh, was refuted today by Aaron Rodgers. Here to talk about it, Andy Herman, Pack a Day podcast, as he joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Andy, what's going on? Thanks for the time. Hey, appreciate you having me on. Great talking with you. And yeah, just a just a little bit of a slow news day today. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, okay, your your first thoughts when you first heard it? Did it surprise you? And that's what we've been talking about. Uh, tonight was it a good day was it a great day was it an expected day your thoughts yeah I think it was semi-expected I think one of the things as I kind of looked back on on the day and as we kind of had all the news sort of break from Rodgers and then to Devante and obviously there was a bunch of other stuff around the league as well but one of the things I kind of found myself thinking back on is just the fact that this is, a, this is sort of what we've been waiting for this entire offseason, right? These two big dominoes that had to fall. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, is he going to be back or not? What's going to happen with Devontae Adams? Are they going to franchise tag him? And we finally get to this day, and we find out that, yes, in fact, Aaron Rodgers will be coming back. Yes, in fact, Devontae Adams did get the franchise tag. And I started to think, all right, what, what does that mean exactly? And it, it's tough to glean exactly how much more we know than just those two things at the surface level. And obviously those are massive things. These are franchise altering moves that Green Bay made and that Aaron Rodgers made today for the Packers. But as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, right, as of right now, because we don't know the contract structure, all we know is that he's going to be the quarterback in 2022. It's tough to really kind of figure out beyond that if this is going to be something where this could happen again next offseason. Is this a legitimate four-year deal where he's going to be a Packer for the remainder of his career? Until we see the details, it's tough to know. And then with Devontae, it's also tough to know, all right, is he going to be upset about the franchise tag? Is this something that he could potentially play on? Of course, I'm sure he and, and Green Bay are going to be working towards a long-term deal. Uh, but there's still some sort of gray area there as well. And then, of course, because there's a franchise tag and because Rodgers is coming back, they have a lot of work to do from a salary cap standpoint to get under the salary cap within about the next week or so. So um, I think there's a lot that we still don't know, but two very huge key points that Rodgers will be playing in 2022 and Adams likely in, you know, will be playing as well at least this season. Yeah, these sources that came out uh, and said it was a four-year year deal at uh, two hundred million, one fifty-three guaranteed. It seems rather specific. 
you know, and it, and then it seems like a lot of times where there's smoke, there's fire. But then again, some have been wrong on, uh, you know, these these sources of information. And what's your guess on that? Is that about the ballpark, or do you see the possibility of it being only to alleviate the heavy cap hit in in this coming season? Do you see it? It could be a much smaller deal, maybe a two year deal. Yeah, so I think a couple of different things. I think the truth, as usual, probably lies somewhere in the middle. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is correct in the fact that he hasn't actually signed a deal yet, that there's been no hammered out uh, contract that he's, again, put uh, pen to paper on. Uh, but I'm also you know, fairly certain that Rappaport's not getting these very specific numbers out of nowhere and just pulling them out of thin air either. So uh, usually what happens is the agents are the ones that will leak those numbers or at least a roundabout number and then we usually see the contracts and it ends up being a little bit less in actual money and things like that. So my guess is Rappaport's numbers are somewhere around correct. And, but he, you know, the verbiage that he used is that it's four years, 200 million in additional money. And when you start talking about additional, you could be talking about adding additional years to the contract. You could be averaging out that, that deal over multiple seasons where it actually doesn't equate to 50 million per season. And either way, I expect this to be more of a cap friendly slash team friendly deal in 2022 and in 2023, which is I'm sure what Rogers and McAfee were alluding to when he broke the news initially of a, a team friendly salary or a, a salary, you know, that was friendly for this upcoming. I'm sure that Rogers doesn't have any interest and making $50 million on the salary cap this season and really making it so that Green Bay can't add any other players. I don't think that really behooves anyone at this point. So I think, it, like I said, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I'm sure he's going to get paid a massive contract, um, really probably almost whatever he wants in that situation, but it'll be very team-friendly over these next couple seasons. Uh, again, we're, we're talking with Andy Herman, Pack-A-Day podcast here on The Fan. You've heard about as much Aaron Rodgers speak as as anybody. His last deal, 134 million. Uh, you you've you've seen the the whole vaccination thing. He's gotten political at times. He's you know um, spoken uh, some words about McCarthy and about Gutekunst over the years. I mean, but again, my point is, do you? Do you get the feel that this was a money thing and this was a, a status symbol because you know Mahomes at forty five million? Hell, Kirk Cousins and, and and Jared Goff are in his ballpark in terms of pay. Knowing what you know about Aaron Rodgers, do you think it came down to the money? And a lot of people say it always does. I'm sure that that always plays some sort of factor. I also know that Aaron Rodgers is probably complex enough that it's never just any one thing. And I do think Rodgers has been fairly transparent, even going back well before any of the issues happened this past offseason, of saying a couple things you know, very clearly. He said that he wants to have his legacy in Green Bay and retire a Packer. Um, and then that's when he started talking about maybe the calculus changed a little bit when they drafted Jordan Love and so on and so forth. He said that he felt he could play into his 40s as long as he continued to play well. Um, and he, you know, more recently has said that, you know, he wanted to, you know, sort of be shown and, and reciprocated. He said he wants to be a Packer for life. He wanted that feeling back from Green Bay, that they wanted him, that he was the guy that they weren't going to just go with Jordan Love on, um, you know, and, and go in a different direction. And I think if anything, yes, I'm sure, like I said, the dollars and cents matters. But to me, this entire last year plus brigade by Aaron Rodgers is more about seeing 
all right, do you really want me to finish my career in Green Bay? Do you really want me to have this legacy as a Green Bay Packer? And if so, it can't just be words. And I think Green Bay's actions, specifically going back to last Mm -hmm. year when they traded for Randall Cobb, have now brought in Tom Clements, have made him more part of the conversations, have now probably given him some crazy, you know, four-year, $200 million deal with a ton of guarantees. I think before maybe their words were, you know, sort of, ringing hollow. And now I think with their actions backing it up, I think Rogers is sort of feeling, you know, the reciprocation to what he wanted all along to end his legacy in green Bay, to have that career be in green Bay for the entirety of it and let him sort of dictate on his terms when he leaves the Packers. So again, I think there's always more than one thing with Aaron Rodgers, And I think there's a lot that goes into those decisions, but I think the fact that now for maybe the first time over the last few seasons, he really feels like green Bay's literally putting their money where their mouth is. Um, I think he maybe feels, you know, the same way that he's felt about them prior to this whole ordeal with Jordan Love in the last couple seasons. Yeah, back in January, he's he's you know admitted that his relationship with Ryan Gutekunst was uh, in a good spot, and and this was late January. But I also noticed the trend, uh, Andy, uh, going back to the off season and then into the regular season and throughout the season, I. I think I made mention of this to some of the producers here at work. Man, if you if you have an extra couple of hours, anytime Aaron Rodgers spoke, McAfee, post-game, pre-game, is Wednesday, whatever it was, did you notice the trend of how grateful, gratitude, and gracious those three words were used? Something happened there where – and that's why I think he was sincere in, in contemplating retirement because he was he was using those three words, and it was almost every time, Andy, he was in front of a microphone. Yeah, I think the last couple seasons, you know, you could tell there was some sort of flipping of a switch where he became much more introspective. And I think part of that was, you know, going on McAfee and, and starting to – you know, sort of allow people to see a a different side of himself, but he also became much more transparent. I I thought at times it was, you know, maybe not with the media, but in his media sessions when he got to talk and and, Mm -hmm. you you could even see him sort of, you know, I guess if you want to call it, let his hair down a little bit where, you know, even some of the verbiage that he used, you know, he he would drop a, a swear word here and there in a press conference where before he was always very buttoned up in press conferences and those sort of situations. But to your point, also very gracious in gratitude. And I think just introspective in the way that he thought about things and how he sort of especially navigated these past couple of seasons where I'm sure he knew that there was a chance that these could be his last seasons in Green Bay and change could be around the corner. So uh, I agree with you. I think there has been a change in just his demeanor and personality. Um, I certainly don't know well enough as to what all went into that, but uh, I, I have noticed the same change. And it's been an interesting sort of journey to see um, him go, you know, j- just make that change and, and, and make it so so obvious in a way. Andy, what is, uh, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but what would be your your uh, your rebut to some of the Packer fans that say this is this is not a good thing? You know, I've tried to combat that, and I'll just set it up this way: that you know, it's so difficult in the NFL, as you know, to find that elite guy, to find that great quarterback, to find even a very very good quarterback. Uh, and you need that quarterback to sustain success in the NFL. You just do. Look at look at the organizations that are just struggling to find that guy, and they're rifling through quarterbacks. You know how many quarterbacks have started for the uh, Chicago Bears in the in the Favre <laughs> Rogers era? You know things like that. It's very difficult to find that guy. 
But, you know, some of the feedback I've been hearing today uh, on our radio station and certainly on social media that it wasn't that great of a day. And here I'm thinking, you want to go to battle with Drew Locke and, and Jordan Love battling it out to see who's going to start week one? I mean, I, I just what would you say to those folks that have that opinion and perspective that you know, they should have traded him and and you know it doesn't give you the best chance at sustaining su- success if if you don't trade him at peak uh trade value yeah so i think i can probably speak fairly well to this since i've sort of been on the record as uh, saying that i probably would have went in that direction myself in trading Aaron Rodgers, but it was very close for me. And I, what I've sort of said all along is give me an A or give me an F, give me all in with Aaron Rodgers, or give me a, you know, a, a much more aggressive rebuild with trying to get a package like, you know, Seattle got for, for Russell Wilson and start more of an aggressive rebuild, try to trade Devonte Adams in that situation. I think they could have opened up a window sooner rather than later, but to your point, and the reason I'm not in any way, shape or form upset about this situation is even if they would have got this mega deal for Aaron Rodgers and a mega trade for Devontae Adams, as you mentioned, there's no perfect formula here for finding your next quarterback. That is an insanely difficult thing to do, uh, which is why so many of these teams have you know, recycled through quarterbacks year after year after year and have gone aggressive into trying to get some of these quarterbacks even towards the end of their career. And I would make a strong argument that no matter what direction that they went in, and even if they were successful, that the best the best chance for them to win a Super Bowl in the next decade is still probably in 2022 with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So I totally understand the decision and Green Bay wanting to go in that direction. I think the other thing that people fail to realize sometimes is it's really easy for you or me or anyone on the couch to say, yeah, they should trade Aaron Rodgers. But these are Brian Gutekunst, Matt LaFleur are people whose jobs are on the line with Green Bay winning football games. It, you know, a, a rebuild sounds great maybe on the outside to a fan at times, but if it takes four, five, six years to rebuild, there's no guarantee that if you're Brian Gutekunst or Russ Ball or Matt LaFleur, that you're there to see that rebuild through to fruition. With Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst up for you know, potentially new, uh, new contracts in the near future, the best way to go about that and to have job security is to probably have guys like Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So um, easy for us to say, or me to say, you know, yeah, go ahead and trade him. My job's not on the line. Right. So, uh, and I still, like I said, I think ultimately at the end of the day, your best chance to win a Super Bowl probably in the next decade is right now with Aaron Rodgers. So I get either sides of the coin, but I I certainly understand why they would want to go in that direction. Yeah. I I agree with you that especially this, I mean, this year, wow. 2022's championship season for the green Bay Packers. I mean, I just, you are nowhere near a legitimate, incredible threat to win or get to a Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers this season. I mean, it's just that simple for me. So is it a money thing that hurts them down the line? It probably will. But by then, who knows? A lot a lot can change by then, Andy. It's, uh, it's, it's, just, no. it's just something that I just, I don't know. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. And you know you you want to move the MVP after 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 playing like this. It's all, to me though, and I respect other people's opinion. To me, it's sort of laughable. Look what look what the Rams did. Infrastructure was there. They knew they had to get something done. They needed that guy. They went out and went for it. They not only got Stafford, but once Woods went down, I mean, they went ahead and, and signed OBJ and took a flyer there. Sometimes it's the right situation with the right infrastructure. They've already got it here, though. Now build around it. Does that make sense? 
No, it, it totally does. And I think it's really difficult if you go back and look at the NFC and go back and watch the NFC playoffs and tell me that Green Bay can't be better than any of those teams. And obviously the Rams are the, the team to win it in the Super Bowl. And then you look at the, the state of the NFC now, Russell Wilson just gets traded to the AFC. Tom Brady's, Brady's gone. retired. Yep. You know, like you, you have an open possibility right now to, to go to a Super Bowl in the NFC. It's as weak as an NFC as I, I can possibly remember at the moment. Now, things could still change, but I can certainly understand why Green Bay would want to look at that and say, yeah, we, the NFC should be ours. We're going to bring Aaron Rodgers back and we're going to make it ours. Yeah, that's a, that's a great debate. I, I love doing this. Um, and we'll do it again. Andy Herman. Pack a day podcast. I appreciate the time, man. We'll we'll talk again. All right. Thanks for the nighttime activity. Yeah, you bet. Thanks so much for having me on. Talk to you soon. All right. You got it. He joins us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and like Great Midwest Bank help you experience the state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.